Hello and welcome to the RylaCast, the official podcast of Camp Ryla District 5810. I'm Greg Tepper, sitting across the table from me, wearing a plaid shirt with hints of green, orange, and brown, maybe? I'm going to go with it's Josie. Remember right. they call Josie? Very, very observant. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, man. Uh, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? And Why do you have to think about sweater? it? Um, are you doing okay? This is a safe space. Do you want to Man. I don't know. Just a lot. I mean, yeah. yeah. Just short words. It's really convenient for uh, audio medium. This is the podcast for Camp Ryla <laughs> District 5810. Um, thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. This is theoretically a leadership podcast, although it rarely, rarely inspires people to be better leaders. But we're trying. I promise. We That's are trying. Saying. And you know what we really need from you guys is some... Um, We'll get to that in just a moment. Ah. Uh, coming up in just a little bit, we've got a very special guest. Maybe, I can't say that because my brother's a Red Raider. So I can't mm. say, I will say one of my favorite Red Raiders. Well, I'll say, well, I can't say that either because there's... You've got people got a lot in your life red, who are... Well, Red-er- other, yeah, other Rylarians, other Rylarians too. Raiders. On the list of my favorite mm-hmm. Red Raiders... <laughs> This is under, it's Stephanie Hellenberger. She's going to join us in just a moment. This is 100% true. When Texas Tech was making their run through the through the final four, yeah. I was texting her during like after games. I would just text her with like Raider. <laughs> it was fun. Anyway, we will hear from Stephanie Hellenberger coming up here at the uh, in a little bit. Let me ask you a question. Hit me. You are called on the half court at an NBA game. Okay. okay. Full house, 16,000 plus. Mm-hmm. Basketball game. NBA's basketball, I should say. I forget what this is. This is not a sports podcast, and so I have to like, there are people who are like, what is NBA? Although I think the NBA at this point, people know what that is. I think so. National it's not NDA. Right. National Basketball Association, not non-disclosure agreement. You're right. called on the half court, and, and, and you're given uh, 10 shots from half court. Oh, okay. 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 10 shots from half court. If you make one, you get one million dollars okay a lot of money any one of the ten any one of the ten one out of ten okay so if you make the first one done okay if you make one you one million dollars okay if you miss all ten you spend six months in jail okay do you shoot gen pop juvie gen pop gen pop man this is a this is a weird podcast um let's just say you're in like you're in like county jail okay County jail, six months in county jail. Okay, do you shoot, uh, or or you can or you can get back up and walk back to your seat, and nothing happens, and nothing happens. You get yeah, you can either play or not. the The, the question is, do you play or not? You know, I think I play, but wow. I have I have a skewed sense of optimism when it comes to sports feats. Really, as my wife can attest. Um, yeah, I you think play, I w- you want to play pool later for a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, no, I think I do it. I mean, I know I do it. I do it. Like a chance at a million dollars. Like, so what is, and I guess, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like what the odds are that you make each one, right? Or like, like so oh, okay. So you're saying like, let's just say that every one that you take, you get, you have a, a 10% chance, mm-hmm. right, of making it. Um, theoretically, that does add up that like, you know, the, you don't have a 10% chance, of, but I mean, you would have a, an okay chance of making it. Right. Um, and a million dollars is like a life-changing amount of money. But like six months in jail, there's a lot of like, 
There's yeah. a lot of things like you'd have to tell your boss and then you'd have to explain to people why you were in jail. And like it's six months. Six months is not six. Like if it was a week, easy. Right. Yeah. Easy. I'll spend a week in jail. But like, I don't know. Anyway, what I'm saying is, uh, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, Twitter handle uh, for oh, no. Ryla. No, how about yours? Mine is Andrew underscore Utz. Tweet Josie at Andrew underscore Utz and let us know if you would play that game. That's would you? Good. Would you take the? Would you take? Uh, you get ten half court shots. If you make one, you get a million dollars. If you miss all ten, you spend six months in jail. Would you shoot? Let us know at Andrew underscore Utz. We're gonna be trending. Yeah, I think so, too. Just let us know. All right. Let's get into um, our podcast, like the actual reason for it. <laughs> so we have um, – Stephanie Hellenberger, once again, was, was tasked with uh, picking a um, picking a topic for this mm-hmm. week's podcast. And she chose feedback. So now the joke I made a little bit earlier about – well, makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> feedback. Um, and we're not talking about the kind on your speakers. <laughs> Oh, Greg. Yes. You got it. Greg is doing a victory lap around the studio. It's not like that. Nice. No, instead, we're talking about feedback as it relates to uh, to leadership and and how it how it makes you a better leader or a worse leader or whatever. And here with something to think about for feedback is Josie. Well, thank you, Greg. You're welcome, um, Josie. Well, now that it's not the audio feedback, I got to just scrap. Oh no, that's I, embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> um, feedback is free. You know, it doesn't cost anything to provide or receive feedback. That is true. Um, however, it for me, it's a uh, it's a very tough thing. You know, just if you think about from a personal level, it's a tough thing both to give and to receive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've thought about. Uh, times in my day that feedback is available, you know, to either for me to give out or, or for someone to give me. And I, and I know people don't take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And the, the popular feedback, um, I think now is the social media, like an airline loses my bag or a plane's delayed, um, that that's a popular thing to provide feedback, but whenever you know you go to the grocery store and all the fruit is great, you know the boxes are presented nicely and you have no problems running through the store, you don't have you don't give positive feedback. I imagine. Mm-hmm. So that's something to think about. I'm just kidding. That's not the whole thing. You're hitting right to the core of something for me, but go ahead. Oh no. Oh no. I'm just telling you that as somebody who. Um, uh, puts out a 400-page magazine. Yes. And as somebody who is on television sometimes, you basically never hear people say, great job. What oh, you hear people say man. is, you screwed this up. That's no fun. Go on. Yeah. Um, I did think about you a lot during this. <laughs> I was like, man. Man, it's like you're singing my song. I'm like, uh-huh. I know. I know. <laughs> like, man, I read this magazine about football the other day, and it was just terrible. And it had a typo in it. <laughs> One typo in 400 pages. Anyway, um so, so uh, I was trying to do some research, thinking, reading, looking, um, and there's three things that are associated with feedback uh, from a personal level. Um, kind of ignorance, like I didn't know I needed feedback. Um, 
assumptions like if you know i may have i may assume someone's given that feedback to the grocery store owner positive or negative or if the paper towels are out in the bathroom um easy to assume that that's already been given and uh the third is an insecurity i don't want the feedback like i've i've done i'm done i've set that thing off i don't want your feedback i know there may be issues with it mm-hmm. um and the idea that there's uh, the right feedback given at the wrong time will have an, mm. a negative impact. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> uh, and this, this, I did not expect this episode to hit me right in the heart. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. So Greg, tell us, uh, no, I, I just lay back on this chaise lounge. And tell you <laughs> deepest, darkest sauce. No, I think I, I really, I really did think about your job. Um, when, uh, when I'm sorry, I'm re- I'm looking at my notes and I mm-hmm. see great leaders seek it on the front end. Um, you know, and that mm. so I'm I'm going to kind of tie all my thoughts in together. Um, you can provide feedback at the end or at the beginning, and and as a leader, I think it's important for someone to you seek out that feedback. Say, hey, here's my plan. Here's my outline. You know, is that is that good? Is that bad? What do you see the holes in it? As opposed to, hey, here's my plan, and you run with that plan, whether it's two weeks, three weeks, three years, and then at the end say, hey, how do we do? There's yeah. a lot more opportunity at the front end to to get that feedback and make a better product or group decision as a leader. And to tie that in with you, Greg. Oh God, I imagine that. I mean, I I don't imagine. I know there's a lot that goes into providing a magazine that with the depth and coverage. I mean, it's incredible. It really is incredible. And I'm not a big high school football guy, but I'd flip through. um, I'm a subscriber. Thank you. Uh, I flip through the book and think about the hours and weeks and, and for some people years of meetings and reviews and edits and mess up sent to the printer that don't even make it, you know, just the, the revision process. Um, and then you guys just send it on out for the next round of feedback, which is public, mm-hmm. you know, uh, bill, sorry, bill just reads it, finds a typo. And the one thing that, that he, he wants, the one paragraph he wants to read in the yeah. whole magazine. That's the worst. So what are your thoughts on feedback? Yeah. Um, my life is essentially like a lot of my career is simply managing feedback mm-hmm. because as you mentioned, like the entire editing process is basically feedback. But here's one thing that I, and, and I saw this, this story on, and I tweeted about it at Tepper, by the way. Um, I tweeted about it, about there's a, there's a story that somebody it was, a, was at a, uh, was at a magazine or at some sort of publication. And there was an editor who was coming over and giving some notes on giving some some feedback, giving some some edits on an article that this that this young woman had written. A young woman apparently in their late twenties, and they got hung up on the word hamster. Okay. Okay. Let me ask you a question: Does hamster have a p in it? I don't think so. It does not. Okay. I'll just tell you it doesn't. But <laughs> and so it became this big thing. Okay. Okay. It became this big thing about like this. This girl's like, no, like I have always spelled it with ham with a p in it. Like that's just the way that I was taught how it was and stuff like that. And the editors apparently trying to be very nice, saying, well, no, that's not correct. We need mm-hmm. to correct it. You know, this is you know accuracy is important, stuff like that. And this woman, this girl, 
apparently has just, like this meltdown and like ends up calling her mom on speakerphone and it's just like a bad way of taking feedback, right? That's right. a bad way. But at the same time, I also, and I tweeted about this, I, I totally understand it. Because especially when you take something very personally, and in a lot of ways, not to get not to turn this into a, a, a literary podcast or a writing <laughs> podcast, but like writing can be a very lonesome thing. It can be a very um, uh, isolating thing, mm-hmm. and so your work feels very personal to you. And it took a lot. And, and getting edits can be really hard. Mm-hmm. It really can. And I found like there had to be there because it's not something I would if I would get edits on something. It was not that I made a mistake. It's that I am the mistake. Do you know what I mean? Like okay. you take it very personal. Okay. And so I totally understand that. And and I, I still struggle with that. I still mm-hmm. struggle with that. That sometimes there will be something that I write or something that I do that I don't want that feedback because I like. I know I screwed up. I promise. It just it just hurts. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it hurts. But at the same time, that's the only way you're going to get better. And especially from a leadership perspective, you have to make sure you're 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 always hearing other people because they're so Ryla's great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get myself in trouble by saying this. <laughs> Ryla's great because it is such a positive atmosphere. But I will also say that like the world is not necessarily a positive atmosphere mm-hmm. all the time and that there it's important to to not always be surrounded by people telling you how great you are Do you right know what I mean? like, like like the echo chamber you don't need the echo chamber exactly yeah. right and, and and so i need that and so these tweets that people send me say hey idiot you screwed up on page 298 mm-hmm. i'm sorry and it, it 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 hurts and i don't like it because that's something that you know i i take very personally and something i work very hard on but at the same time um i'm glad they pointed it out because that's something that I'm going to correct in the future. Right. So it's it's this odd relationship that I personally have with it. Um, and I don't know. You just – this is a dumb episode. We shouldn't do it. I'm feeling very <laughs> vulnerable at the moment. Well, well I, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take it back and I'll spin it. Okay. Um, you know, another thing, you know, when considering feedback, I'll, I'll point back to um, the right feedback at the wrong time is not helpful. So just – Think back. The, yeah. the, the right feedback at the wrong time is not helpful. Uh, and also, you know, as a leader, consider the source um, and really challenge uh, challenge people that give you feedback that's not constructive. I get really frustrated when I say something and somebody says, well, that's a bad idea. Okay. Well, tell me how to make it better. You know, right. really, um, I get really uncomfortable sometimes when receiving feedback, but it, I try to challenge like, hey – Okay, what's your idea and help us you know make this feedback constructive. And the other thing for me is I I am almost this is just a personal thing. I am almost worse at taking positive feedback than I am taking negative feedback. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like do you I don't I don't know if that's something you you struggle with, but I like I struggle with taking compliments. Oh yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Like somebody like if somebody comes and be like, "Hey, Josie, like that was like that," you know. Um, for example, you gave a, a great presentation at camp. Well, thank you. Yeah, see what I mean. But that's tough sometimes. You know, you're yeah. like, "Yeah, okay, okay, thanks." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Then you start, you know, I don't know. There, it's so it's not necessarily just negative feedback that can be difficult to take, but also mm-hmm. positive feedback as well, um, and. That is – that's a really important point is is making sure that whatever feedback you have, whether it's positive or negative, is constructive. Mm-hmm. That like um, 
there's some people who like the the feedback sandwich idea, which is like positive, negative, positive. Yep. I don't know. I go back and forth on it. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay. Um, in, in some instances, I think, especially if you're dealing with somebody who really like you know that like uh, that they don't handle negative feedback well. Yeah. You know, if you like, if, if for for example, I don't, I don't think this is the case, but like if you didn't handle negative feedback well, I might say, Josie, your presentation was great. Maybe work on such and such. But I got to tell you, I really like the way you close it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That kind yep. of that kind of um, the positive, feed, negative, positive. Yeah, feedback sandwich. But at the same time, at this, I don't want you to waste my time. Mm-hmm. Like I can take it. You know. So if you just say, "Hey, idiot," you need to go and don't say, "Hey, idiot." But hey, you, you made an error on two ninety eight. That's fine. Um, that doesn't mean I don't like it. That doesn't mean I like it. But I know that it serves an important an important purpose. Mm-hmm. So. Well, yeah, I guess something to think about is, you know, maybe you may have found that error on 298, but did you find all the other good things on pages oh. 1 through 297 and 299 through 400? You don't ever, you don't ever hear about that. I promise you. No, right. I wouldn't, so no. instead of tweeting at me, tweet at Tepper about all the good things about the magazine. Please go buy a magazine. <laughs> it puts food in my son's tummy. And that's something to think about. Thanks, Josie. That was wonderful. And Thanks. now, um, may I give you some feedback on that? Uh, that was a great segment. Thanks. See, I told you it's weird. Um, thanks, Josie. We've got a big time guest coming up here. We we're talking with Stephanie Helmberger. You do not want to miss this conversation about architecture and other fun stuff. Stick with us here on the Rylocast. Oh, Josie. Hey, Greg. Uh, we're once again on the road. Yes, uh, we've we've taken this show on the road. We're we're doing a remote show. We're one and zero. We are. I've I've got to say, so far the interviews that we've done away from our normal studio have been excellent. Yes. Let's see if we can top it, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to the table, Miss Stephanie Helmberger. Yeah! Woo! I can't clap. Hold the microphone. We have a live studio audience, if you can tell. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, guys. How's how, it going? How was the drive from Lubbock? Uh, it was fine until I hit about Frisco, and, you know, everything happened. Mm-hmm. The uh, rain. That's everything. Yeah. I don't by want you way, to, like, just assume that. By the way, this, this, yeah, this, this interview may not come out for, like, two months, so rain <laughs> happened at some point. <laughs> Rain's uh, been happening for, like, the past month, so I'm sure. I mean, I bet same. rain happened before then, too. Eh, I don't think who so. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But Lubbock. Home of the Texas Agricultural Mechanical University. Yeah, yeah that's where AM is, right? Oh, gross. But no, no? No. We're bad at this. We are, um, we are really it bad. It is home to Haboobs, though, right? Yeah, that one of them happened like a week ago. I know, it's crazy. I was told. It's just crazy. It was a beautiful weekend, just weekend out there. Okay, great. Yeah. Josie's going to ask you to tell your Ryla story. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, welcome to our Thank podcast. You. Uh, what is your Ryla story? Oh, my Ryla story. Okay. Um, I went to camp back in 2011. Um, I, When I left camp, I wasn't a person who got it immediately, hmm. but I knew it was good. So I wasn't, I don't think I 100% had bought into it yet, but I definitely was like, I know this is good. I know it's genuine and I know I want to be a part of it. And so after that, I was selected to be on the advisory, student advisory for that next mm-hmm. year. And then I think that year in my senior year of high school is when I actually started to understand and that these were people who, a group of people who were, you know, giving up their time and volunteering and being of service to this organization that we all had a a, a common goal in. I think that there's, and this is something just in doing interviews with people, I think I've realized is that, that like, 
for some people, the hook for Ryla is the message, and like it, like the the message clicks immediately, and then the appreciation for the people comes along with that. But I also think for there's a number of people that it's the reverse that yeah. you're like, oh, these people are like it's infectious to be around these people, and then the longer you're around them. Then the message like starts seeping, and you're like, "Oh, oh, okay, I get it." Yeah, yeah. I think there's two different. I'm paths. definitely people first because that's what I recognized and I could see. And so um, there was something my mom said. She's a teacher, and she used to work at their school. And she's like, "I'm in the land of beautiful people," and she didn't mean beautiful in the terms of physical looks, but just like goodness and genuine and mm-hmm. people who want to help. Mm-hmm. And that was exactly. I think I told Keegan this like my AC year. I was like, "This is the land of beautiful people." And he started laughing. I mean, he's like, "What does that mean?" I go, "They're good. Like they are good first, and they have a common goal of trying to make things better. And we're all different. And so it's just like." A mass of different people who want to do, want to help. You know, I'm inspired. I am inspired. Uh, <laughs> that's my these, mom. These road to shows have been very inspiring. I know it's been very good. So then, what do you do now? What's your What's your deal? What's <laughs> um, I uh, I went to Texas Tech. Well, first I went to Collin College for my first year of uh, college because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Then I went to Texas Tech. I graduated with my Bachelor's of Science in Architecture, and then I went back to school because it's amazing, and I loved it so much. <laughs> Sarcasm for why, those who can't see I me. I was going to say, why are you, why are you <laughs> doing, really air, why are you doing air quotes on every one of those words? That's weird. Uh, and then I got my master's degree, and I just graduated back in December of 2018. And so now I work for an architecture firm in downtown Dallas. Um, I'm, I'm not an architect. You know, I, I don't have my license yet, so I can't claim that title. Um, so for the firm I work for, I'm called an ARC-1. And so that's, that's not a universal term to architecture, so it's a little confusing. Some people would call me a draftsman, um, a designer. I don't know. I could hold many titles depending on where I work. But I'm, I'm, I'm like an architect in training because I'm studying to become and get my license. So, so I've got to tell you. Sure. You're an engineer, according to Josie, and you're an architect. Mm-hmm. I've got to tell you, I am definitely the worst at math in this room. Like, undoubtedly. <laughs> I mean... I'll speak for myself. We can hide behind calculators. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And we can hide behind structural engineers. Mm-hmm. Oh. There's other people for that. So we, this is... We know enough oh. to make sure that what we design will probably not fall down. They know enough to say, no, it will not fall down. Oh. So it's just that that extra level of, like, like sureness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Because I didn't, like, I took, like, one science class and one or two math classes. Wait. I didn't have to take, like, calculus or something. Ooh. I'm sorry. You're, you're an, okay, I know you're not an architect, but, like, right. you're an, you're an. A designer. You're a, you're a diet architect, and you only took two math classes? Yeah. Because we just know, we know a little bit of, like, everything that goes into oh, that, and then man. we learn how to design. I'm learning and so much about architecture. There's other jobs that their job is to make sure it doesn't fall over. Okay. Architects make it pretty. Oh. Uh, I mean, I could argue that, but that's a real, that's another, <laughs> that's another okay. conversation. Josie, you got a question? Um, I do have a question. Yeah. So, uh, how, I know you're just starting out in your career, mm-hmm. uh, job, whatever word we want to call it. Um, how have you used tools that you've learned at Ryla to get where you are today? Um, again, going back to the people thing, I've used that um, the community that comes with it and the attitude of servitude. servitude? Yep, got it. Nailed it. Thanks. First time. Um, 
I use those a lot. So I, I, like I said, I went to Colin first because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I had this group of people around me that I kept reaching back out to to kind of try to figure out what my future was. And so there, you know, there are some people who said, maybe you should try this. And so then I agreed to try this. And then when it got hard, they're the ones I went back to and said, well, you made this promise to yourself. You know, what are you going to do about that, basically? Mm-hmm. And so, the, you know, the people kept me on track when I didn't want to do it anymore. And then, you know, in architecture, especially in school, you give up a lot of your personal time. And um, you're of service to this craft. And so, you know, I did dedicate myself to it in school, and that was, like, my number one for a really long time. And so now that I'm out, I'm reaching back to Ryla to figure out how my life is post-school and Mm -hmm. in my young professional life. So that's still something I'm discovering. I'm trying to look more to what we teach the students and see if it can actually start grabbing the concept rather just relying on the people. And so, I mean, that's still something I'm learning right now. Do you um, so you're you're coming back to camp? We're, by the way, spoiler: we are doing that. We were recording this podcast before a Ryla Stout um, in June. I hate to pull back the cur- I hate to pull back the curtain. Um, and so you're coming back to camp. Um, wh- like why why do you feel like it's important for you to keep coming back to camp? Like you've you've got what you what you're going to get from it. I think the most important thing is for me to always stay in touch with quote unquote the young people of the world because. You could argue I'm still young, but uh, I'm not in high school. I will absolutely <laughs> argue that you're still young. The kids in high school these days are going through something so much more different than I did. And so it's mm-hmm. always being able to recognize how smart they really are, no matter what social media shows, no matter what just the Internet in general shows. And, and I really like the idea that, you know, we're still, we are still showing the same message that we showed 20 years ago or whatever to these students that – you know, there is good in the world, no matter how many, um, how different everybody is. Mm-hmm. And so I always come back to just have that refresh because once I get immersed in my world with my friends and my work and just what's going on in my life, it's really good to step outside and see how much even I am affecting just a bunch of other people. You chose the word feedback from our big, stupid list of words. I did. It, was, it was a nice list of okay, words. Okay, why, why did you... Well, thank you. Uh, I found it on the internet. What, um... What, that up. What, uh... <laughs> wow, well, made it up in a, in a way. I mean, no. I found it on the internet. Did you put, words. like, Ryla and then do, like, synonyms? No, I, no the, the God's honest truth of the matter is, like, I, I, like, I looked up, like leadership values and I went to like six or seven different um, sites and I like collated all into one list anyway a solid 30 minute research project <laughs> anyway I am I am really ruining the like the, the mystique of this podcast award winning which, okay. which what award did we win you'll tell me later what uh, secret, well, you chose the word feedback Why? I did um, feedback is something I've learned in the past four to six months um, something I value more than I thought I did so feedback in the sense of um a, am I doing it right? Because if I'm not doing it right, I don't want to waste my time and I don't want to waste your time. And if I keep going down this track and I'm not getting feedback and I'm like looking over my shoulder, say, hey, like, is whatever I'm doing okay? And I don't get a response, I'm never going to be sure. Also, this may just be my own issue with not having confidence in everything that I do because I am always looking for that yes or that no. Just I need, I need it blunt. And then I also think that feedback's is is the basis of communication or vice versa right because you need someone to always be telling you how they feel about something you're doing and you should do that to them like i have issues asking for feedback 
because I just want someone to read my mind and just be like, yeah, Stephanie, you're doing it. It's so great today. Did you know that? And you're like really good at your job. Like I need that. And I've mm-hmm. come to realize that these past six months working in the professional world because I'll be on projects and they'll be like, hey, we need you to work on this one drawing. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that, but I'll figure it out. And so then I'm just doing it and I'm waiting for someone to tell me if I'm doing it right or wrong so that I can either dive into it and put my headphones on and go or I can stop, fix it, and not waste anybody's time. So feedback to me is just something that like has come forefront to my world and feedback good or feedback bad. Mm-hmm. It, it works. It just we need that. Well, Greg, do you have any other questions before I ask the I've final got a, I've question? Got a, I've got a closer question after you're done asking okay. for to plug something. So like we uh, – well, Greg just ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this show is – it's, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like <laughs> season one. Season one. <laughs> Gotta work out the peaks. <laughs> We're not so, uh, welcome to the podcast. Oh um, at the end of the interview, uh, would you like? This is the time where we ask our guests to plug something, whether it be a recipe, um, coffee shop, movie, film, person, book, person, oh. podcast. I've got like one and a half things to plug. So Do okay. it. Into it. Okay, the first one. And I experience this daily because I drive down 75. When you merge onto a highway, it's it's like a zipper, right? Mm. Each person takes a turn. The zipper. Oh and you just zipper it up. If you're merging on or you're getting off or you're in that lane, it's like a zipper. It works well. Don't try to just like hug behind the person in front of you and squeeze on because that that's what causes accidents. Guys. We've got a non-zipper here by his side. No, I'm just like so. We asked that you to is plug something. something. That needs to be told to the world. You're speaking truth to power. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so She's that's providing feedback so you're, to so, the world. So, Look at that. So, oh so the the first thing is is uh, some is a traffic is traffic patterns. Cool. <laughs> What's your other thing you'd like to plug? <laughs> That's the half. Why do you say cool like that? <laughs> that is the half. Thank you. The real, <laughs> the real plug is Lizzo. Do you guys know Lizzo? I spell do not. L i z z o. Okay. She's an artist, a musician. She's only got like an album out right now. I I don't know a lot about her, but I love her already. And people hearing this might have been listening to her for like a year. Hmm. I've been listening to her for like two weeks. Her, she's got music that's just really empowering, especially for young women. Um, a lot of fun. I listen to her at work when I really need to just like stay upbeat and get some work done. And she's got a few songs out there. One of her songs is on the Netflix movie. So, oh, so she's in it big. Uh, what you're saying. But so that if if you don't listen to Lizzo, people of the world. You should listen to her. She's great. That's two excellent plugs. I want to be very clear. Two excellent <laughs> one plugs. And half, Greg. No, one and a half excellent plugs. Um, let's cut to the core of the matter and the reason we have you on. All right. Is that you are pretty much the world's foremost expert in baristaing. My past life. In, yes. a, in being a barista. How long were you a barista at Starbucks? About five years. About five years. That is amazing. I want to know everything, but, but we don't have time for that. So my question to you is, what is the order that when someone walks up in the order this you go really is, is is there is there an order that just like makes you like drives you crazy like drives you crazy as far as like you're talking about order like when they say things to order yes oh or you, or you mean like a real extravagant like a real crazy extravagant drink. crazy drink is what I'm looking for um, what's the craziest one first off it depends on my mood right if I've mm. been working Starbucks put me through college let's just throw that out there yeah. so <laughs> That time in my life, and then I was a sassy barista. But the, 
<laughs> the order is that it's a the title of this podcast now. Sassy Barista. This is the title of this episode. The Sassy Barista. It's a presidential and a coffee podcast? Yes, it's a presidential and coffee podcast. I love that. Okay. Um, first off, if you order a Frappuccino and you think it's coffee, it's not. It's just a lot of sugar mm-hmm. with like a coffee mm-hmm. extract. I will not downplay it anymore to people who want to drink that. You do you. Yeah, to each their own. But if you but come up to the register and you're like, I need my coffee today. I need a vanilla bean frappuccino. That's ice cream, folks. That's ice cream. <laughs> Just not good ice cream. Okay? If you want something with coffee, though, and you don't know what to get, just ask, because that's their job is to help you. It's like the people at Home Depot who can point you in the direction of tools. Mm. Instead of walking around like I do sometimes, thinking I know where they're located. That you can provide feedback to them. <laughs> Look at so that. Full feedback. Standing up. I'm standing up. He's fist pumping. I'm fist like pumping. You call the shot. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stephanie, thank you for being our guest. Thanks for being Ladies and gentlemen, guys. Stephanie Hummerger. <laughs> Thanks once again to Stephanie Helmberger for being our very special guest. Um, she is I, – I cannot vouch for this because I don't think I've ever um, I've ever stepped foot in a building that she's built. Mm-hmm. But she's an excellent architect, I'm comfortable saying. Yes. She's like – well, let's put it this way. If you liked the map in the 2019 <laughs> Camp Ryla binder, she designed that. So, you know, obviously knows what she's doing. Absolutely. At least with camp maps. Anyway, appreciate Stephanie Helmberger stopping by and chatting with us. It is my turn to give you something to leave you with. So this has been a very personal episode for me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, because a lot of my a lot of my job is is feedback. A lot like in, in uh, I'm I'm in many respects kind of a forward facing um, person for my company. And as a result, like that makes me the both the target of criticism and also the like receiver of praise. Like I get way too much praise and mm. way too much criticism. That's probably the best way to describe okay. it. But I found this article um, from this apparently I don't know. I, I literally this is hundred percent true. I just googled like feedback leadership, and there's someone. Um, it's it's Jody Michael Associates. Okay, this is apparently okay. it's career coaches. Okay, it's a bunch of career coaches, and the the headline is how to handle negative feedback as a leader. Okay, and a lot of my feedback, as you can probably imagine, is negative. And and I've taken this to to uh, and I like lists, as you can tell. But there are five things, and and I want to I want to talk us through like an example of receiving negative feedback, and how we can apply all of these things, uh, how the all these steps. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. So let's just say. That um, we hear um, – okay, this is one that I struggle with, and I, I've mentioned it on the podcast before. I struggle with returning emails. Mm-hmm. Remember? I said yes, this? Okay. I do remember. So let's just say that somebody came up to me and said, hey, Tepper, dude, like you have got to – you are not good at returning emails. You've got to get better at it. Let's just start there, okay? Okay. Like he did not return my email. Step one, manage your emotional reaction. That's like I think that's I'm, – I'm glad that they list that first because I think that's so key is mm-hmm. that it would be really easy for me to snap at you and be like, well, I'm just busy. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm, I'm – or, or or to worry like, oh my gosh, is this going to cost me my job, right? Mm-hmm. You can react with anger. You can react with fear. You can react with a lot of different re- – like whenever you get this negative feedback. Right. 
you've got to manage that and you've got to you've got to realize that chances are this is not going to have this feedback is not something that's going to be that big of a deal i think mm-hmm. that i think that's important like it is and you should take it seriously but you know not necessarily go jump off a bridge because of it right I, that's it so there's one second owning the content all right what did you actually say right hey tupper you're not very good at returning emails okay i am i made a mistake i need to start returning emails i need to do that you know owning once you get your emotions in check you know find a way to objectively process that and say mm-hmm. How can I do – how can I become better at this at this place where I'm weak? How can I become somebody who returns emails better, right? Right. Three, soliciting input from others. Josie, I always notice that whenever I email you, you always email me like back. It may be an hour or something like that, but I always hear back from you. How do you do it? You know what I mean? Mm, okay. I'm not actually asking you, but – Although, if you have any tips. I mean, I had a very sarcastic response. Which is? Which would have made you feel bad. I was like, well, Greg, you're the most important person in my inbox, and so I always make sure to respond to your emails. My man. Okay. So, let's sing input from others. I like that. So, I, uh, an important, we talk so much about leadership, right? It's about just gathering information from other people. Mm-hmm. How do you do it? What makes you so good at this? Find somebody who's good at something that, you're, that, that, that they're saying that you struggle with and go get that input from them. Four, taking action. I'm somebody who has to like set up rules for myself. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that I've been doing is no matter what, every morning when I come into the office, the first thing I do is I get to inbox zero. I go to no matter what, even if I have 60 emails and that may mean I don't get to anything else before 11 o'clock, but I got to get to inbox zero and I've got to reply to all of them. Even if it's just, okay, cool. Hey, sounds great. Thanks. You know, whatever Mm -hmm. that, that kind of stuff. Taking action. And five, and I think this is important, is looping back to the source. Okay? Okay. So let's just say that somebody came up to me and said, uh, I don't, you know, I don't return emails. Next time they email me, maybe the next time I run them say, Hey, by the way, you know, one thing I've been working on is is returning emails. I really took your your feedback to, to heart. Do you feel like I'm getting better at this? Like, do you feel like I've improved at this? And stuff like that. I think that's super important, and to me, that's that's a. I, I, when I read this, I was like, "This is a really interesting and I think thoughtful way of, of going about uh, managing negative feedback." You're inevitably going to have people. Well, maybe not you guys, but like I'm inevitably going to have people who who say that uh, I'm an idiot, and that's okay. Uh, that comes with the, comes with the paycheck, right? But I will say that that when you're talking, because I don't I don't even consider that feedback. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If right. somebody just says, "Hey, Tepper, you're an idiot. You hate Texas A and M," which does happen a lot, guys. I don't actually hate your favorite football team. Anyway, but that's not feedback. That's just right. saying you're an idiot, and and it's not grounded in, in reality. It's not grounded in a way that we that they want this to be better, right? Mm-hmm. They want me to be better. That's I think an important caveat here. But when you get that negative feedback, especially from a source that you believe is in it for the right reasons. I think those five steps that, that I laid out, managing your emotional reaction, owning the content, soliciting input from others, taking action, and then um, looping back to the source. I think that's actually a really – I'm going to start trying to do that. I'm going to start trying to do that. Okay. This is a really personal episode for me. I like that. I'm Thank sorry you. it got so personal. Thanks a lot, Stephanie. Um, <laughs> that's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us, and thank you so much to Stephanie Helmberger for being our very, very special guest. Uh, please rate – 
subscribe, comment to this podcast, and please tell your friends. Um, and here with an antiquated way to, to tell your friends how to how to support this podcast is Josie. Yeah, go ahead and take a highlighter, mm-hmm. remove the little ink packet, mm-hmm. and uh, write it on a piece of paper, slide that piece of paper where the ink packet was, mm-hmm. and then pass the highlighter to your friend. So it looks like you're maybe passing no, passing just a highlighter, but you're actually spreading um, news about award-winning podcasts. Did you... I have a lot of questions about people you're passing notes to. I mean, I wasn't passing the notes. I was going to say, because I was not either. That is something I've never heard of. Really? No, yeah, people, yeah. you know, give us feedback. Oh! Did you ever hear... I, I, I know this was a thing. It was the old highlighters that are kind of... A little bit fatter than a, oh, yeah, a regular pen. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking pen. about. Yeah, like the, the – there's a brand name that – Mark's a lot or something like that. Something like that. Um, anyway, yeah, do that. Uh, thanks very much for spending a little bit of day, your day with us. And Josie, thanks for your courage. Thanks, Greg. We'll see you next time on The Rattlecast. Cast.